Hey everyone, I've been so excited to tell you about my latest obsession. I recently got a tonal installed in my new Zen Den. And I know those of you that follow me on Instagram know how excited I am. Tonal is a smart at-home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in. Now, a lot of you know that I am a gym person. I like to go to the gym. I like to stay motivated uh, by watching other people work out. But that's currently not happening. And I've tried and tried for months to keep myself motivated. And when my friend told me about the tonal, I was a little bit apprehensive because I've tried things like this before. But there was nothing that compared to how tonal really adapted to me and my lifestyle. Once I did the strength assessment, it almost felt like the machine adapted to me. And it made it super easy for me to follow workouts. There's four to six week programs that you can follow. And there's all kinds of different workouts. There's high intensity training, guided programs, yoga, meditation, all these different types of programs to just meet your lifestyle and your needs. Tonal can help you gain strength and burn fat. It's such an easy and achievable way to get to the goals that you want. Currently, I'm in week three and I feel so much stronger than I did over the course of the last couple of months with me trying and failing to work out on my own. It's got a really sleek design and it looks like a TV on your wall, which to me is super important. It doesn't have any bulky weights or racks and you can put up to 200 pounds of resistance on this thing. It was wild. I know I tried it. I definitely couldn't move it, but I did <laughs> I did try it because I wanted to see how much resistance it gave me. Tonal also has an incredible online community on Facebook. And really, that's the only time I ever go on Facebook. It's such an incredible feeling to see how many people are actually coming together, talking about workouts and It's just really great to see that we're all still here. Everybody still wants to be healthy. Tonal is offering our Radically Loved listeners a special offer. You can try Tonal for 30 days risk-free. Just visit www.tonal.com for $100 off the smart accessories when you use the promo code LOVED. That's L-O-V-E-D at checkout. Go to www.tonal.com dot com promo code loved tonal is here to help you be your strongest but do what you can so that you can have as much of a clear head as possible and then put yourself into overdrive and put that reserve energy to use and go after what you really want hello everyone welcome to radically loved radio I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. 
I am joined by a very special guest today, Mira Lee Patel. I've been a big fan for a long time and I'm so, so grateful to have you on. I can't wait to chat with you about what you have going on, what you've been doing, especially during this crazy time we're living through this pandemic. So many things to chat about. And one of the biggest reasons why... Well, there's actually a couple of reasons. I shouldn't say biggest. But we share the same publisher. Very exciting. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's exciting. And um, I actually was gifted one of your journals, uh, my friend Fear, a couple of years ago. And so when I saw that we were on the same roster, I was really excited. And when I heard that you wanted to be on the show, I got even more excited. Yeah. Because, yeah, because I, I know that we have similar experiences and you um, have done so much work in providing value and tools for people that uh, have struggled with anxiety and struggle with anxiety. And so I just, I'm so, thank you so much for being here. I wish I had a clap track. <laughs> that was such a sweet welcome. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to talk to you today. Yeah. So tell me like what, first of all, where, where in the world are you? Like, where, where are you? What, what area of the, of the globe do you reside? I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, cool. Okay, great. That's mm-hmm. fun. So yeah. how how's it been for you these last uh, couple of months? You know, there was this uh, post that's been going around on Instagram that said, I've talked about this before, but how people wanted 2020 to be canceled. And it kind of hurt my heart a little bit because I'm like, you know, I think it's I think we make of it what we can and whatever's going to serve our highest good, we can still make decisions. But like for you, what's this year been like? I would say that this year has stretched me a lot. I'm probably actually in mid-stretch right now, feeling a lot of challenges, feeling what I know a lot of people are feeling, which is like a collective maybe disappointment or grief or mourning about what their expectations for this year were going to be and having trouble reconciling them with what this year actually is. And I think this year is teaching me a lot about patience, a lot of dealing with how to be at peace with a lack of control when I, when I can't control everything in my life, how can I make peace with that? And it's also teaching me just to kind of be grateful for what I do have and to be able to stay centered in my life and know that things are always changing. That can be for the good or the bad, but they're always changing. And I find a lot of comfort in that. Yeah, wow, that's really wise and and honest. It's been such an interesting uh, time, even just in recording podcasts or interviewing people, right? Because we're all utilizing the same type of platform, and it's absolutely it's, you know it's so wild to just try to learn the lessons in each moment. And I have a feeling that we will all be reeling from this for years to come, don't you think? You know, I think we have quite a while to go. 
So I I think we're going to learn a lot. We're going to see a lot. And I think spending so much time with, you know, so many people are by themselves quarantined. Spending so much time with yourself, I think is, I will say that I think that is a real gift because in ordinary life, we're so fast and go, go, go. And I think to have this much time to really be with yourself and sit with yourself as scary as it can be, I I think it's a blessing. And I hope that we're all learning a lot about ourselves. I'm trying to, even though I will not sit, it's not easy. Yeah, no, for sh- for sure. Um, I'll be on board with you. It's for sure not easy. And it's interesting because even for somebody in my you know, position as a yoga and yoga nidra and meditation teacher, people always think that, you know, you as a teacher, you have it, you have it together and your life is totally chill and calm all the time. And it's so far from that, for my in my experience yeah. anyway, it's almost like you you teach mostly what you need to learn, right? I agree with you a thousand percent. You know, I I have written so many books and made so many journals about managing fear and anxiety, and the question I keep getting is, so you must be you know pretty calm all the time. And the truth is, I have a ton of anxiety, and that is why I'm interested in this work. And interested in helping other people who go through life the same way that I do, and yeah. finding ways to manage and cope with it. Yeah, I love I love that, Mira. And that's that's one of the big questions I have for you is, um, you know, what inspired you to write these beautiful, inspirational journals? Like, where, where did that story begin with you? There, I mean, it absolutely touches on what you just said, which is we make the work that we need to see and that we need to read and we need to experience. And I try my best to make art and writing that comes, you know, straight from my heart. That is an absolute reflection of me. And I hope that somebody out there sees it and resonates and connects with it and that they can find themselves in it. But that is always the goal to put out a part of me And in that process, I am doing the work of processing and healing. And if it happens to help somebody else, then I couldn't even ask for anything more than that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I understand that you are a self-taught artist. Can you tell me a little bit more about how and when this developed? Sure. I've always been a creative person, but I was raised by immigrant parents. My parents came here from India in the 80s. They were very young. And like most immigrant parents, they, you know, they really instilled the good grades, hard work ethic, pick a, you know, stable career. And being an artist is not a stable career. And so I ended up going to school for journalism. I thought, well, I'll write. I love writing and I can get a job, you know, at a newspaper or something like that. And after I graduated school, I actually got a job at a technical publishing company and we published papers written by electrical engineers. And my dad is an electrical engineer. So he was stoked. And I was not because. That's not, you know, kind of my realm. 
And after the first year, I had kind of fallen into a hole. I couldn't um, come to terms with the fact that for a lot of people, work is going to an office and sitting in a cube and doing the same thing every day. And I felt very unfulfilled. I felt there was more that I had to offer the world that wasn't you know, being tapped into. And that's when I started painting. And it started very slowly, you know, a little Etsy shop, doing craft fairs, printing greeting cards on my computer and packaging them and selling them. And when I first started doing the craft circuit, I met families that had built their entire lives off of their creative careers. They had children they owned houses and they made art and sold it. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even believe it. I can believe that these people existed. And it was then within that first year that I decided that's what I'm going to work towards. Like I'm going to make art my career. And I actually ended up staying at my job for another seven years while freelancing as a writer and a painter. And it was shortly before my 30th birthday that I had already decided to write My Friend Fear, which is a book entirely about overcoming fear. And I thought to myself, I cannot make a genuine piece of writing or art that teaches others how to deal with their fear if I'm still hiding behind mine. And that was the year that I confronted all of my longest held fears. I quit my job. I sublet my apartment in Brooklyn. I decided to travel alone for the year because that was one of my greatest fears, traveling alone as as a small woman. And that's what I did. I hit the road. And for the next eight, nine months, I was writing from the road, going from city to city. I didn't know anybody, making new friends. Being com- getting comfortable with myself, spending a lot of time alone, and it you know as easy it was easily one of the best years of my life, and here I am now. I moved actually from Brooklyn to Nashville. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I had that year. Yeah. Yeah. Like so how how I does that you go came- from Brooklyn <laughs> to Nashville, Tennessee? Like I love Nashville, you know. But it's just a yeah. kind of a you know night and day. So so a, please tell us. Yeah, it's a one eighty. So I left Brooklyn in February, and I went to a bunch of places. And in May first, I landed in Nashville. And what happened was, I saw on Instagram that there was an artist studio in Nashville where it was just like five six artists. They all worked together. And one of the things that I found myself lacking in New York that I really wanted was a creative community. And I emailed one of the girls that ran it and I said, hey, can I come work from the studio for a month? And she said, yes, and gave me the details. And so I decided I'll be in Nashville for a month. That'll be my next step. So I got there. I went to the studio day one. I kind of fell in love with everybody. It was, it was like seven women illustrators. And I just loved everybody. And a couple of days later, actually, I had told myself, hey, you're here for a month. Like, why not Why not try dating again? It'd been about half a year since I broke up with my ex. And I 
was finally in a place long enough to see somebody, you know, more than once. So I went on a date and I never dated anybody else ever again. And now that man is my husband and I moved to Nashville for him. And here we are. That, I mean, that is literally what happened to me when I decided to stop living a small life governed by my fear and open myself up to the possibility of more. I got a lot more. Wow. That is, I, I love that story. You're like, one date later. I'm, <laughs> one I'm, date later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, the congratulations. That's, that's beautiful. I, I love a good love story. You. And you know, that <laughs> is such a, it's such an important thing to talk about doing things that are out of the comfort zone, right? I mean, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, I also come from a, an immigrant family and you're kind of taught not to make waves. You're taught to, mm-hmm. you know, just like steer the course, like stay the course. Don't do anything that's going to bring attention to you, like get a job and just, Absolutely. you know. Um, so it's really interesting that you decided that you wanted to go on this, embark on this personal uh, journey, you know, and, and utilize fear as a way to guide you to who and what you really are, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it sounds so, it sounds like very bold and, oh, like even though she was raised to be super safe, she kind of went against that. But the truth is that I had become so unhappy from living the way that I had been taught to live and the way that I myself had, you know, internalized, you know, what was the way to live. And I had shrunk myself down and I had told myself, like, like you said, like, you know, don't make waves, be small, don't draw attention to yourself, keep your head down, work hard. And I think a lot of the values that we are taught are so important and I'm so grateful for most of them. But a, a lot of them also ask us to become invisible. Mm. And I had felt that I had become invisible within my own life. And it got to a point where I just couldn't live that way anymore. It, wasn't, it was no longer an option. So I had to do something differently. And, um, you know, I'm really glad I did. Yeah, <laughs> I got we a are. Whole I'm like, we are, out of it. yeah, we are too. We're so glad that you did. That is, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, you know, so many people, especially women, struggle with that decision or struggle on finding a appropriate way to gauge whether or not they need to take a chance or do something different or have just even a different perspective. So so many people that are even listening to this podcast might be in a position where they may want to quit their job or some people have been laid off and they don't know what else to do. I mean, there's been a huge job loss in the US, you know, obviously because of this pandemic. Um, To me, I look at it as what a great opportunity to start to dive into what you're really good at or what you are passionate about or what makes your heart sing. But there's always going to be fear in that, right? So what, what is your recommendation for the people out there right now who are in that position? Um, I love this question. And 
I think that I agree with you 100%. It is a great opportunity to kind of do the thing that you've been waiting to do. But I will say that the immigrant side of me probably wouldn't jump that way 100%. And I, I say that based on how I've lived my own life, which is I stayed at my job for seven years because I wanted to know that when I left, I had built something that could support me and that I could remain independent and responsible for myself, which are two very important things to me. So I would suggest two things, which is one, absolutely channel as much energy as you can into the thing that you've been waiting to do or wanting to do. Take the classes you can take online to sharpen your skills or learn more about the industry that you want to move towards. And if you have the opportunity, I know I'm asking for a lot, especially with people teaching their kids at home right now and doing full-time parenting and everything. But if you can find a way to also earn an income, even if it is only half of what you earned before or a third or whatever, something that helps you pay the bills and makes you feel a little bit safer and less anxious, I would also advise you to do that because creativity, it will be suffocated if you have anxiety over economical fears. And so I want you to feel safe first and feel comfortable. And it might not be as safe and comfortable as you felt before, especially if you've lost your job and now you're doing part-time work or something like that. But do what you can so that you can have as much of a clear head as possible. And then put yourself into overdrive and put that reserve energy to use and go after what you really want and work on making that a reality. Yeah. Oh, such great sagely advice, Mira. I love that so much. I think it's it's the key for us getting to a place of building something that's sustainable as opposed to trying you know, to put, as some people would say, all your eggs in one basket. I always recommend doing right. that as well. And that, I don't regret anything. I think that things happened the way that they did. But I, in hindsight, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. I, okay. I would have, I would have wished to do things. I would have, if I had to do it again, <laughs> I would maybe have done things a little bit differently, but I think they happened the way that they did and it's the way that it needed to happen. But I really love that advice. I think it's a really great way to slowly take steps to achieving that life that you want to create. Most of you know that I love listening to podcasts and music. Music and podcasts are constantly playing in my earbuds. Whether you're working from home or you're working on your fitness, you want whatever you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your partner is listening to or what your kids are listening to or what your roommates are listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price than all the other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon wireless earbuds are so comfortable, they're perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. 
Most of you have heard me talk about these on Instagram, or you may have heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Cardi B. You can pick up a pair to check out what all the hype's about. Now's the time to get the latest and the greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off of your order at buyraycon.com slash loved. That's buyraycon.com forward slash loved to get 15% off of Raycon wireless earbuds. Go to buyraycon.com forward slash loved. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. What is Green Chef? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include paleo, plant-powered, which is my favorite, keto, and balanced living. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles and select organic ingredients. One of my favorite things about Green Chef is that they do all the meal planning for you. They do the grocery shopping. All the recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, and spices. Most of the prep is done for you week after week, and they also offer contactless delivery to your doorstep. Over the last couple of months, it's been such a huge help to not have to worry about going to the grocery store or finding new and fresh recipes to make. They're offering all of our listeners a special offer, $80 off of your first month plus free shipping. So to get your first box today, go to greenchef.com forward slash loved. That's L-O-V-E-D 80 to redeem and for more details. Go to greenchef.com forward slash loved to get $80 off of your first month plus free shipping. And now back to our show. You know, creating art, doing creative things requires a lot of mental acuity, in my opinion. It requires some energetic focus. So in a world of distraction, where we have social media, we have relationships, people in our lives right now, I mean, a lot of us are plugged in, right? I mean, the only way to communicate with anybody else right now when we have stay-at-home orders is to communicate via, you know, these social channels. How do you, how do you disconnect from that? Or do you, when you, when you paint or when you create your art, when you feel like being creative, like what does that process look like for you and how do you minimize distractions? I do. I mean, they're very practical steps. Phone is in the other room, computers in the other room. I am in my studio space. I've got the music on and I've got the door closed. The dog's not near me. The husband is not near me. And I also really require multiple hour stretches. So it is, you know, from 12 to 4, I'm going to be painting or writing. Please don't, you know, just pretend I'm not here Here. in the house. Yeah, like don't, you know, don't acknowledge me. I really need quiet and I need to go inside and it takes time, you know. It's not a switch that you just flip on and off. I don't know what it's like for you, but I ha- I need a transition period where I go from being a person in the world to, you know, me, Mira, who is capable of drawing out something from inside of herself. So I need that quiet and I need that solitude. And I, I am finding it 
difficult in the pandemic. It's so ironic because you would think, you know, you have all this time at home, so much time to work, like so much time to make stuff, but that hasn't been my experience. It's felt I can't focus. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I agree with you. I, I definitely <laughs> want to speak to this. Yes. Yeah. I have such trouble focusing. I don't feel very creative at all. My productivity is at like a 20-year like low in in my whole life of being conscious and making things. Like this is an all-time low. So if you're out there and you feel like the days are just exactly the same and you're not doing anything with them I am with you yeah all, that's all right because it's gonna change I preach Mira <laughs> I, preach. I totally agree with you there was for a moment it felt very like everybody's learning a new language people are starting a new business people are getting you're creating you're writing so much one of my friends sent me a message and was like, you must be so excited that you're writing a book right now. You must be writing so much. And I'm like, boy, (laughs) no, actually, this is probably one of the least inspirational times in my life. Like it just feels so, everything just feels so daunting. Not to say that I haven't had, but I'm, I'm with you. I totally agree. I'm the, I'm the person that needs to fly somewhere and lock myself in a you know hotel room and just mm-hmm. work just and I can really get into that flow and and produce quite a bit however it's a lot more difficult for me to do that as like for you it, it, having those boundaries you're giving me ideas because I'm like oh maybe that's what I need to do I need to set a certain time of the day where I'm like do not talk to my, my boyfriend and I we share an office we don't have a big place. So it's right. it's a very difficult thing. There's someone around, yeah. Yeah, all the time. And I, I feel for my <clears> people <throat> out there, the listeners with kids right now that are now at home teachers, right? Then now they've mm-hmm. they've become um teacher, mom, you know, chef, like all of the things. Everything. Yeah. And I, you know, I just I they are heroes in my eyes and yeah, I mean, there's there's so much, but I, I appreciate you elaborating on that because I think it's important for people to also know that it's okay to be in whatever space that you're in, especially both you and I have dealt with anxiety and and we know that how that can affect productivity and everything else. And so we are in a very uh, uncertain time. And I think it's important for us to give ourselves that break to say, okay, like whatever it is today, that's okay. You don't have to do anything. You know, my whole thing is being creative. And again, this is why your work speaks to me. I feel like any artist, any creative has found a way to utilize that frenetic energy into something that you want to see or feel or embody. And so I love that you have created this this art for yourself and we get to reap the benefits of it. Right. So yeah, I think it's I think it's incredible. And so yes, thank you for sharing that for just being honest. You know, to me it's especially having these conversations on the podcast, I 
so appreciate when authors or artists or you know business coaches or doctors can come on here and say hey yeah this is really hard <laughs> like, this is not easy yeah you know but it's validating we all need to hear it because it's the truth nobody yeah. is going through the pandemic every single day at peak productivity and feel good all the time and in great you know relationship with their partner and and nothing bothering them. The truth is that it is hard for all of us in different ways. And if I I think becoming okay with each day looking the way it is, that was really hard for me. We're like five, six months into this now and I'm just starting to be able to forgive myself for not being not or not being able to produce the same amount as I was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm only now being able to be okay with that and to and to not beat myself up about it. It took it took a really long time. So yeah. if you find yourself in that, that cycle of you know self criticism and all of that, you know know that it is a practice to tell yourself that whatever you can manage today is okay. And to take care of yourself and to not be so hard on yourself. And eventually, you know, you will believe it and be a little softer, which will be, you know, you deserve that. I love that. Thanks, Mira. So I have a couple. I just have, I love that I'm not even getting to any of the questions that I told you I was going <laughs> to ask you. Um, I've, got, I've got two questions for you. Um, the first one <laughs> is you, you, kind of answered this already, but in terms of living a creative life, what are two or three things that you can say to somebody who wants to live a creative life right now that help you? I would say that creativity is everywhere. That is something I really want to stress because I think a lot of people think that creativity is reserved for the arts whether it's you know visual or dancing or writing or filmmaking. But I really believe that creativity is something that can be applied to every aspect of life, including conversations, the way you decide to talk to somebody, the way you decide to dissect particular issues or have difficult conversations, applying creativity and trying to decide how to do that differently, um, I think is a great way to kind of stretch and challenge yourself. And another way that especially is relevant right now while we're all at home is cooking. I really like cooking. I find it to be meditative and it's one of the only times I'm not thinking about work. Maybe you too. Yeah, no. Did you see me? I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you're like like, two thumbs up. I'm like, I love that's like one of my favorite, but continue. Go ahead. Yeah. And so I think it's, It's a great way to be creative. I try to tell my husband because I think he doesn't feel as comfortable. Um, He feels like you have to follow the recipe to a T and that can feel intimidating and things like that. But just mess around, add spices, try things you've never done before, experiment. And if it doesn't come out great, that's okay. It'll be edible, I'm sure. Or just, you know, add more salt or lemon or something and that'll make it bearable or cheese. And next time, try again. But I think, you know, creativity is about perspective. 
you know, you can go on your daily walk and take a different route. You can look at the birds differently. It's about changing what you see and how you see it. And so I would really encourage people to not dismiss themselves and not write themselves off as, you know, a non-creative and think about where they can apply creativity and what is something that they already do? Is it washing the dishes? How can you make that more creative? How can you approach that with creativity? Can you make it into a meditation exercise, which is what I like to do? Um, it's all about changing the dynamic of the things that you are already doing every day. Love that. Those are really great, great tips. I am going to do every single one of them. In fact, <laughs> you know, it's it, for me, that, that was one of the reasons why I started a podcast because I... I loved listening to podcasts already, but I just loved being able to have these conversations with people because I felt they were very inspiring. Like it is motivating. Even just listening to you right now, it, I, I was debating whether or not I wanted to cook today. And I'm like, no, I'm going to cook because what I notice <laughs> when, oh, but what I notice when I do it, it's exactly what you're saying. I'm taking my mind off of everything I need to do. I have to sit at my computer. I haven't had. Yeah an opportunity to get writing done, for example, like today, it's already the afternoon. Typically, I try to get writing done early in the morning. And if I don't, it's like, oh, the day is... Like, I just... I can't. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just not... You know, it's like, I'm just not going to get any writing today. I just have to succumb to that idea. And I'm just going to have to wait until tomorrow. But I notice if I do something else, like I'll get up, I'll make something, I'll make like, you know, a, a... butternut squash soup or something. I like to eat soups when it's hot. Yeah. I know that's weird. <laughs> like, I know that's weird. <laughs> but to do something, it's going to take my mind off of it. It will more likely than not inspire me to create something else. It takes my mind off of what is not happening and it might you know, open a different door. And I have had moments where mm-hmm. I do write in the evening when I've done other things instead of focusing on what I'm not doing. So I I like the idea of opening a different creative channel in order for your energy to be clear, right? If that's what what I'm feeling or that's what I think you're saying, right? I just wanted to point out what you said, which I really love and that I try to remember, especially in times of feeling discouragement, which is that when you do one thing, Usually that opens up the inspiration and that portal into the thing that you were feeling stuck about. So if that's if that's writing, you know, for you, Rose or me, getting getting up and doing something different moves another part of your brain and that usually jostles that creative side again. And you'll get that idea that you've been trying so hard to kind of scoop up or, you know, the edits that you needed to make will come to you. And so I think that's important. I'm I'm a big fan of action changes attitude. And so I try to remember that. If I want to change the way I feel, I have to move. I have to do something. And then my emotions will change accordingly. I love that. Mira, thank you so, so much. I'm I know I'm trying to be respectful of the time. I know we've gone a little bit over already, but I have one final question. But before I ask you that question, I want to please come back and see us again. I just I would love to continue this conversation with you. So hopefully you agree and you come back at some point. I would love to. I've had a great time. Yes, please. 
Okay, great. Perfect. So <laughs> before I ask you the final question, um, is there where can people go to find more information or should they go if they want to get one of your journals? Um, they can find me and my work at my website, which is miralee.com. And I'm pretty active on Instagram sharing a lot of my artwork and writing and also a lot of the therapeutic exercises I use in my own life. And my handle is Miralee Patel. And all of my books can be found online, Friends and Nobles, Amazon, um, bookshop.org or at, you know, any, really any books or anywhere. Cool. Um, yes. So, and we'll put those links in the show notes of this particular podcast. So if you're listening and you want to purchase any of Mira's books, if you want to connect with her on social media, we will put all of her handles and all of the links she just mentioned in the info button of this particular podcast so that you can go directly there and go directly there now. Okay. Final question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the purpose of this podcast was to create a space or a forum for people to go to, to get inspired, to just listen to other people's stories. And the idea was, is that we are radically loved by God, source, universe, whatever higher power of your understanding, that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the question, it's two parts. Sometimes I ask it in one part. Sometimes I ask it in two parts. I want to ask it in two parts for you. How do you feel radically loved? And what do you radically love? Okay. So I feel, honestly, I feel the most love and the most universally held when I accept myself. When I can look at myself and talk to myself and feel at home with who I am, that is when I feel radically loved. And what do you radically love? I radically love the ability to change and to do each next day differently than the one that I did before. Those are really great. Mira, thank you so, so much. It's been such an enlightening conversation. And I'm like so creatively inspired by everything you said. Sometimes just talking to somebody else who's having the <laughs> same experience really just valid. It's what you said earlier, right? The Absolutely. validation. So I'm so, so grateful for you. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing for creating value for people out there who are struggling with the same things that you've struggled with. Uh, pertaining to anxiety or releasing fear and for just being a part of the Radically Loved community. We're so honored to have you and we hope to see you and talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. I had an amazing time and I'm so excited to continue talking to you and to be back soon. Yay. So thank you. Thanks for everybody, everybody listening to this. If you liked this podcast, share it with your friends. Leave us a review on anywhere you get your... Anywhere, everywhere. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah, and let us know what you thought. And we hope that you come back next week. We have some great guests in store and we will see you guys soon. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.